Hey friends, thanks for joining another episode of Cast the Word. Today I want to talk to you about the God of provision. Thank you guys so much for joining another episode of Cast the Word today. I want to talk to you today on the subject of the God of provision. How many know that we serve a God of provision? He is Jehovah Jireh. He is the God who provides, and He is our God. And how many know that He is the God that provides for us? us. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. What a powerful verse there that Paul wrote to the Ephesians church. One commentator broke this verse down by saying that the phrase exceeding abundantly and above is really better rendered to say super abundantly or over and above what we can ask or or think. And notice the phrase according to the power that works in us. The Greek word for power here is dunamis which refers to the miraculous ability working within a believer to see the power of God released in any situation. And the word for worketh is energeo in Greek and is the divine energy of the Spirit that manifests through us. I just want to spend a few moments today to encourage somebody out there that we serve a God who is able to do exceeding abundantly and above all that we can ask or think. The scriptures say that he daily loads us with benefits. We're not serving a God today who is barely getting by. We don't serve a God who is unable to make ends meet. We don't serve a God who is on the welfare system. Come on, somebody. We serve a God who has streets in his city made of gold. We serve a God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. We serve a God who is high and lifted up, whose train fills the temple. And that same God who hung on the cross and died for your sins and for mine. And not only that, but he called you by name out of sin and into the light of his dear son. That is the God that we serve. That's same God tonight, not just 2,000 years ago, not just applicable for what Paul wrote to the Ephesian church, but that scripture applies to you and I right here, right now in the year 2023. One scholar wrote that the phrase exceeding abundantly and above is better translated to super abundantly, like I mentioned. In other words, he's able to do what you ask and what you don't even know to ask for. That's the kind of God that we serve today. And with that being said, it's imperative in our Christian walk with God that we recognize this from day to day. We need to recognize the fact that God wants to bless you. Now, I'm not talking about a prosperity gospel here. I'm not talking about five steps to become a millionaire. I'm talking about spiritual blessing. I'm talking about spiritual provision. And there's a few things that I want to pull out from this verse here. And number one, we need to have an expectation that we serve this God who is the God of provision. He is Jehovah. Jehovah Jireh, and we need to serve him like he is such. He's not a clockmaker. 
maker who wound everything up at creation and then stepped back and things are just tick, tick, ticking until Jesus comes. He is a God who is closer than a brother. He is touched by the feeling of our infirmities. He is a God who has close relationship with them who call upon him. Call upon the Lord and he'll hear from his holy hill. Amen. I will look up to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. We need to have an expectation that our needs will be met. That's called walking by faith and not by sight. Amen, somebody. Philippians 4.19 says, And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. We serve a God that the book of Psalms says he daily loads us with benefits. He daily gives me what I need. Does he you? Amen. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? That's what Matthew 7 11 says. Notice it says to them that ask him. We need to have an expectation that our needs will be met. And by having that expectation, that requires us to have conversation, to ask the Father. Amen. Matthew 7 11, again, how much more to. Will shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? If you're not asking, you have not. You have not because you ask not. Ask and you shall receive. Knock and it shall be answered. Amen? If you back up a few verses from Matthew chapter 7, we read in verses 7 and 8, like I just said, the verses, Ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks, receives, and he that seeks, finds, and to him that knocks, it shall be opened. Well, what what about those prayers that are answered? Well, his ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts, and praise God for it. Amen? I don't want to serve a God who has the thoughts of man, and prayers sometimes are not answered in the timing and in the way that we want them to be answered, but we have to trust in Him. He, it's not His will that we should writhe in pain and agony. Amen? It's not His will that we should just live life depressed and anxious and stressed because we have not the things that we think that we want or feel like we want. Instead, we need to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge Him and He'll direct our path. It may not come the way you want it to. It may not come when you want it to, but we must have an expectation that our needs will be met. Psalms 37, 25 says, Once I was young and now I'm old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. I know all my needs will be met because I have a spiritual expectation that they will be met. Why? Because his word promises it. I have the expectation that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly and above all that we could ask or think because his word says so. Amen, somebody. Number two, we not, we need to have expectations that my future is better than my past. Let me say that again. We need to have an expectation. We serve a God of provision. We need to have an expectation that that God of provision, that didn't end way back when. Come on. Our better days are ahead of us. If we're still breathing, we must believe that. We must have expectations that our future will be better than our past. Amen? We need to be confident that we have a future in the Lord. 
Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts I have for you, says the Lord. They are thoughts of good and not of evil to give you an expected end. Another verse says they are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. That scripture even applies if you're on your deathbed. Come on. Even some of these verses are hard to receive if we are living in a position where we're ill in our body or or even when death's knocking on our door. Well, guess what? To be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. You can't threaten me with death. Amen. It doesn't mean that I'm living life um, you know, haphazardly. It doesn't mean that I'm living life with my head in the clouds. It doesn't mean that I'm living life without my responsibilities being met here on earth, but it does mean that above all, Colossians 3 says, I have my eyes, my my thoughts are on the heavenly realm. My thoughts are above. Keep your thoughts in, in the heavenly realm, right? We need to have an expectation that our future will be better than our past, even if it looks like all hell's breaking out around us. Amen. Proverbs 23, 18 says, surely there is a future and your hope will not be cut off. I don't care if you're 10, 20, 30, or 90, your future is better than your past. Your best days, your best days are not behind you. They are ahead of you. And that must be our spiritual expectation. Why? We serve a God of provision who is able to do exceedingly abundantly and above all that we could ask or think. And that doesn't have an expiration date on it. Amen. Number three, we need to have an expectation that he will pour out his spirit. Yes, that's right. We need to have an expectation that he will pour out his spirit. Acts 2.17, it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. I have an expectation that God is going to pour out his spirit on my life, on my fam- on my wife, on my children, and on my church. I have an expectation that God is not done with with me in my life, with my marriage, with my children, and with my church. I have an expectation that God is going to pour out his spirit on us. Amen. We got to we gotta live in that mindset. Psalms 22.3 says, he inhabits the praise of his people. If you praise him, he'll show up. Come on. If you praise him, his spirit will be poured out upon you. If you praise him in spirit and in truth with a repentant heart, amen. Deuteronomy 4:29. but from there you will search again for the Lord, your God. And if you search for him with all your heart and soul, you will find him. Proverbs 8, 8, 17 says, I love all who love me. Those who search will surely find me. We got to walk by faith. This is All of this is required. You have to understand. Let me pause for a second and not brush through this too quickly. If you're going to serve a God of provision, and if you're going to serve a God with a spirit of expectation towards the God that you're serving, I'm not saying that he's going to drop a million dollars in your plate, okay? I'm not saying that you're walking around with your hand held out, okay? I'm not speaking about that. I'm speaking from a spiritual application. We got to walk by faith and not by sight because Hebrews eleven six says it's impossible to please God without faith. Amen. Lamentations three twenty five. The Lord is good to those who depend on them, to who depend on Him rather, to those who search 
for him. Isaiah 55, 6, seek the Lord while you can find him. There will come a day where the age of the dispensation of grace will come to an end. Seek him while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. Come on, if you want him to pour out his spirit on you in your life, seek him. Have an expectation that he will meet you there. Amen? Number four, we need to have an expectation that after my fight... I will enter rest. Come on. Back in my neck of the woods, I would say this is good shouting material right now. If you've held your shout, this is the time to put on your your garment of praise. I have an expectation that after I finish my fight here on earth, I will enter into glory. Romans 2, 2.7 says he will give eternal life to those who keep on doing good, seeking after the glory and honor and immortality that God offers. James 1.12, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation afterward come on afterward after they endure the testing and temptation i'm sorry i gotta be honest with you here just for a moment you're gonna face testing and temptation you're gonna face bad days you're gonna face days where you're in the valley though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for thou art with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me it doesn't matter if it looks like there's 10 million people round about you. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. You're going to face it. What do I got to do? You got to endure. You got to keep on fighting. Come on, and you can't do it by your own strength. You got to yield to the Spirit. You got to lean on Him. Cast your burdens on the Lord, for He cares for you. You got to walk by faith and not by sight. You got to keep your head in the in the heavenly realm. You got to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind through the washing of the word. James 1.12, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Listen to it. Afterward, after you endure, you will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. That's good shouting material right there. I've got a feeling that everything's got to be all right. In fact, I've got more than a feeling. I've got a promise in his word that everything's going to be all right. And I'm holding on to that, aren't you? I'm holding on to the fact that after I finish my fight, I will enter rest. What a what a word of promise. What a word of encouragement. Number five, I have an expectation of the rapture of the church. Come on, if we don't go by the grave, I'm believing we're going to be caught up in the air. Come on, we just we just mentioned this in our last episode. We have a expectation of the rapture of the church. And I hear the critics saying the church has been claiming the rapture for 2,000 years. They've been claiming we're in the last day since 2,000 years ago when Jesus ascended. Well, we have been. The second Jesus ascended, we've been in the last days. Now, things are progressing. Things are snowballing. And the rapture is imminent. We got to keep our eyes up in the clouds. We got to keep our eyes looking. Stay watchful. Don't let the oil run out of your lamp. It's night outside. The hour is late. Jesus is coming. Don't let the oil run out of your lamp. If the Lord does not take me by the grave, then I have an expectation that one day we will experience the rapture 
of the church. First Thessalonians 4.16, I just quoted in my last episode. I won't belabor this point too long, but I believe that the rapture of the church could happen before this podcast is over. I have an expectation of that. It very well could. Matthew 24.42 says, Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord does come. The people in Noah's day mocked him for building a boat, right? The people in Noah's day mocked him. It took him a hundred years to build the boat. Can you imagine? That's longer than a normal person's lifetime on this earth. But yet Noah stayed steadfast because he knew the rain was coming. We too need to stay steadfast because we know there is a day coming where the Lord will snatch up. He will harpezo. He will snatch us up suddenly. The dead in Christ will rise and the saints that are leaving will leave and meet the Lord in the air and there we shall ever be with the Lord. Here's the last thing I want to say and I'm done tonight. Unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly and above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. Did you know we have authority in Christ? Did you know that we have authority to claim these things that we just talked about? We need to claim these this provision over our marriage, over our job, over our finances. We need to claim it physically, mentally, spiritually, socially, and financially. We need to claim it over our children. We need to claim it over our church. We need to claim it over our nation. No matter what nation you're in, he is a God of the nations. We need to claim this over our nation. We have power. If you are a born-again believer, if you've repented of your sins, if you've repenting doesn't just mean crying a crocodile tear either. This isn't my message tonight, but I can't go forward without saying it. You can't, repentance is not just saying a prayer, crying a tear, and staying in the same bondage you've stayed in for the past 20 years. Repentance means to turn around, to turn around and walk the other way. You can't do it on your own. You need the spirit of the living God working in you. And when you activate that faith, when you activate that authority in Christ, not your authority, don't mistake me, not your power. You don't have any power. Our righteousness is nothing but filthy rags. There's only one way to get to heaven. It's through the blood of the lamb, but we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. We've got to activate that power that works within us. Too many Christians live life defeated. Too many Christians live life in bondage. Too many Christians live life with chains rattling. I hear chains falling off somebody right now. I'm believing in the prophetic right now that somebody out there is going to stand up and say enough is enough. I'm tired of, of petting the same old pet sin that I've struggled with for the past decade. I'm tired of living in bondage. It's time for deliverance today. Not tomorrow, not next week, today. And it's time for you to believe in spiritual expectations that you serve a God who is able to provide for your deliverance. You serve a God who is able to equip you to get out of that bondage that you've been walking in, to lay down that stronghold that's kept you anchored to your sin. You need to say, today is the day because I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe he rose on the third day. I believe he ascended and is seated at the right hand of the Father, never ceasing to intercede for you and I. And one day I believe he's going to come on back. And we need to believe that we have power that works within us. Too many Christians live life defeated. It's time for the church to rise up in victory. Come on. 
I, I hear devils getting mad right now in somebody's life because you're believing that you have victory in Christ. Come on, it's time for us to wear the devil out. He's worn you out long enough. You got to rise up in faith and say, today is the day that I'm going to believe that I have power that works within me and his name is Jesus. He lives in me. The Holy Ghost enables me. He quickens me. He He gives, I have authority in Christ to call those things which be not as though they are. And I'm believing that I serve a God that is able to do exceeding abundantly and above all that we could ask or think. Amen. I know I went fast. I know I rushed through this tonight, but I just wanted to deposit this word in your heart. I believe that this is going to bless somebody. I believe it. I feel it right here in my room as I'm recording this, that somebody is going to find victory in Christ today. By the end of this podcast, you're going to Turn this podcast off and be a better person than you were than than when you first started listening. And it's not because of me. It's not because of you. It's because of the power that works within you. And his name is Jesus. Amen. I hope this bless you today. Take it, receive it, apply it, and walk it out like shoe leather. Amen. Stay strong in the faith. And I look forward to talking to you next time.